back on the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph, and today I want to talk to you about my experience with an approach that was phenomenal, a great approach by a man in my gym. He approached me yesterday, and I told you guys this story on my Instagram, which is now Steph Ganowski, by the way. No more Let's Talk Relationships. It is S-T-E-P-H-G-A-N-O-W-S-K-I. It's my Instagram handle. So if you ever feel the need to DM me, if you're interested in working with me, you're setting up a phone call to help you with your situation you're dealing with with women, or maybe it's just the situation you're dealing with in your head. Maybe you can't get out of your head about certain things. Maybe end some toxic habits so that you can make yourself more approachable to women. Then I'm all ears. This is what I do and I'm here to support you. So just shoot me a DM and um, we could get started. Anyway, today's episode, as I said, is focused on the story of Jim Guy. Jim Guy approached me yesterday by coming up and let me, all right, scratch that. Let me give you some background story on Jim Guy. Over the span of a few months, this guy has looked at me a couple times, maybe two to three times. That's it. Just looked at me. And once he caught my attention, I smiled back at him. So he did this a few times to build trust, to build rapport, to build some type of relationship, right? Very smart. So instead of approaching me right off the bat, uh, right off the bat, out of nowhere, he made that connection via eye contact a few times, like two to three times in the gym, different days. So yesterday I'm on the treadmill and I'm walking on the treadmill. And let me just say, I'm very unapproachable in the gym. I'm that girl who's like, oh, don't fuck with her. Like, she's busy. On the phone, whether it's reading a book from my screen while I'm on the treadmill walking with earphones in, or like I'm doing like hardcore burpees or jumping jacks with like 10 seconds rest in between, like my hit training. So it's very rare for me to just be like, la la la, hey, how's it going? Where, who are you? You know, I'm, it's very hard to approach me. So I give this guy a lot of credit. Um, first of all, for just getting my attention. So if you're ever in a place, let's just pull back and take a lesson from this. If you're ever in a place where you know you want to approach a woman who's in the same location, just start building rapport in very small ways before you actually talk to her. This can build trust. This can make her feel more comfortable with you once you do actually approach her. And it could also just create some kind of connection without just jumping all into it. Like it's very, it's more gradual this way. It's more comfortable this way. It's more easy. So yesterday he comes up to me, I'm on the treadmill, and he walks up to me, like directly towards me, so his body language was very confident walking towards me, and I had to look up, and he said, hey, what's your name? And I couldn't hear him, because I had my earphones in, you know, so I unplugged one ear, and I said, hey, what? And he goes, what's your name? I said, um, Steph. And he goes, oh, hey, Steph, I always see you here. You're always doing these crazy stretches that seem so impossible for me to do, like, I don't know how you do that. Um, are you a dancer? And I said, yeah, I am a dancer, actually, that's funny. I said, you know, like stretching is really important to me, especially when I'm trying to build muscle at the same time. So I really do have to keep st- like keep up with my stretching and my flexibility because it, it just makes my body feel better. And he's like, and he said, yeah, you seem really strong too. And I said, oh, thanks so much. He's like, so Steph, right? My name's Matt. Nice to meet you. He realized I didn't ask his name and he wanted me to know his name. So he said, he reminded me that he remembered mine and then he he brought his name into the conversation. So like, communication was very effective. And like during this whole time, like he was very, his body was very open. He was smiling the whole time. Um, he wasn't super serious. It was very lighthearted. The conversation felt very warm because he was looking at me, but he was, he was comfortable. Like you could tell he was very comfortable in his skin and it wasn't like 
a cocky, like I'm trying to show like my alpha side. It was like, Hey, like, what's up? Like, I just came to say hi to you. So that was basically the whole conversation guys. And he just, at the end, he said, well, Steph, don't be a stranger. You know, if you see me and you bump into me, just don't be afraid to say hi and I'll do the same. And I said, okay, Matt, sounds good. Have a good day. And he says later stuff and walked away. So right away that put me at ease. Cause I was like, okay, like he didn't come over to to like ask me out or ask for my number, which would probably have thrown me off or made me feel a little like threatened. Um, and when I say threatened, I mean a lot of women, if we're approached out of nowhere and we're asked for personal information, it could be like, oh shit, like, uh, like where did you come from? Like attack, someone's attacking me. Like that's, that's what it feels like emotionally, I guess. I guess you would say emotionally. And what happened was when he first approached me and said, what's your name? Like the first thing, like I thought that that would have been ballsy if he never looked at me before. But we he already built the communicative eye contact a few times prior to this. So I I was already familiar with his face. So in my in my head, it was like, all right, well, it's about time he knows my name. Like we looked at each other and both smiled at each other a bunch of times. So it just made sense. Um, I think for anyone else, if you were to just go in and say, what's your name? Like right away, if you never, if she never saw you before even, that's a little like, that might threaten her a little bit and pull her back and be like, whoa, like who the fuck are you? Like, where do you come from? <laughs> so you know what I mean? So let's talk about what was great about his initial approach. First of all, he set the tone weeks prior by setting the, the eye contact, right? Nonverbal communication we've had a few times before even speaking, so that was awesome. When he actually did approach me and come up to me, he right away asked for my name, which which is ballsy, but for his part, no, because of the eye contact. He complimented me. You know, he showed that he notices me. He said, oh, I always see you doing crazy stretches. And I do do crazy stretches. So it wasn't a creepy comment. It was like, oh, like he noticed I do like contortionist stretches and that's abnormal. So he found a way to pull me out from the crowd and differentiate me from everyone else and then compliment me on that. So that felt really good because he, he sh- it shows that he's watching and it also shows that he appreciates, you know, the hard work and the effort I put into it. So it was very nice. It felt very nice to hear that. When he realized I didn't know his name and I never asked for his name, he stated my name again and then reintroduced him and then introduced himself. So that was a good move too. What he also did great was he walked away. Like he, he left a nice message at the end saying like, okay, well, don't be a stranger next time you see me. So it wasn't like, oh, we should hang out or like we should grab coffee. Like it wasn't too fast. It was like, okay, well, I'll probably see you here again. Cause I see you every day and we do, we are there at the same time every day. So it's like, all right, like next time you see me, don't be, you know, don't be a stranger. Don't be afraid to say hi. I don't know if he said, don't be afraid to say hi, but he said something like, you know, next time you see me, don't be a stranger. Say hi. And I said, yeah, totally, because that's very harmless. You know, even if I didn't want to say hi, I didn't feel obligated. I didn't feel like I was forced to, like, talk to him again. And also, I think he protected himself by by throwing that out there and knowing, like, okay, like, it's not the end of the world if she doesn't say hi to me. Like, it's not like I asked her out and she said no right away. It's just, like, I offered... I just put it out there to say hi, like, don't be a stranger, say hi. So it's not like a huge letdown if I don't say hi to him one day. You know what I mean? Like, he he kept himself safe, and he also kept me safe emotionally. So we both already have, we're both already feeling emotionally safe and a certain distance that feels good, but we're also, like, going towards each other with intrigue as like, oh, like, okay, that's your name. Oh, it's nice. Okay, cool. Like, it's very lighthearted. It was very friendly. It was very warm. It was very um, comfortable. So that was the 
that was yesterday, right? And then today I go, I'm at the gym again and I go a little later. So I was surprised that he was there. Maybe he's stalking me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, <laughs> so today I go in and I'm on the treadmill and I'm on the phone, right? I'm like, I'm answering DMs. I'm answering emails and I'm very, very intensely in my phone. So I'm not looking around. I didn't notice anyone. Then I just feel like a tap on the treadmill. He was passing by and he just came over, tapped my treadmill, smiled, said hi. And then, and then I said hi. And then he turned around and walked away and got back to his workout. I really liked that. And I thought like, oh shit, like he's, this guy's smooth. This guy's got moves because it was just like, Hey, like what's up? I'm here, but like, I'm not going to bother you. Just like, you know, you can respond to the tap or you don't have to. It was, it was just like a, Hey, what's up? You know? And I smiled and, and made it known that like, that was, that that was a good mood that I appreciated the hello. And I said hi back and smiled. I go into the group room like an hour later, which is where I usually stretch at the end. And there's a bunch of people who do like hit training and workouts because the gym is small and it's super packed. So he's in there and the only space I can go to stretch is right next to him. <laughs> I was like, the only space that was open was right next to him. So I go over to him and he goes, oh, you're going to intimidate me with your stretches now. And I said, yeah, I want to show you up a little bit. And we laughed, you know, it was a quick little joke. But then I got into my phone and started doing my workout because it's like, I'm not there to talk. Like I go to the gym and I, I want to be serious about it. And I think he respected that because it was like, he put his headphone back in and started doing his thing as well, which I appreciated because I for one hate when people start talking to me at the gym and try to have a long conversation. I'm like, I only have so much time to work out. Like I'm not, I'm not here to talk. So we're doing our workouts and even him seeing my timer and seeing when I had space to like rest, he was still like doing his own thing. He was very respectful of like what I was doing. And then towards the end, I was stretching my splits. So at that point, it's like, I'm not doing anything. So he squats next to me and says, do you have a busy weekend? And I go, no, not really. I mean, just like work stuff. So yeah, like work-wise, it's busy. And he goes, oh, okay, well, what do you do when you're not working? And I said, well, I really love going to the beach. And he goes, oh, I'm a beach guy too. I love the beach. And I said, oh, that's awesome. Do you live around here? Do you live in Santa Monica? And he goes, yeah, I live blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh my God, I live blah, blah, blah. And we're, turns out we live very close to each other. So he says, yeah, like I ride my bike here. And I said, oh, are you like a bike? Are you a bike rider? And he goes, well, I don't wear like the helmet and the gear. Like I don't walk around in the shoes. And I'm like, no, you don't have a fanny pack. And like, we started laughing again. So like, it was very light communication. It was very easy. We were finding common interests. You know, we both like the beach or like he lives nearer to me or he rides a bike. And I said, I don't. And I said, I need to work on my cardio. And I said, I used to do sprints on the beach. And he goes, oh, I love doing sprints on the beach. We should do it one day. And I said, yeah, we should. I was like, then I could teach you how to stretch because you suck at stretching apparently. And he was, so he's like, yeah, so we should do that. So he got the validation from me saying like, yeah, we should do that. And he like, first he said, we should do sprints on the beach. And then I said, yeah, we should, we should also stretch. So at that point he read that my intention was, yeah, we should definitely get together so now at this time, it's safe to say he can ask for my number, right? Because I've already initiated hanging out with him and like what we would do. We pretty much already came up with a plan of what we would do together and our mutual interests. And like, it would be comfortable for the both of, both of us to do sprints on the beach and to stretch. So knowing that we both had these mutual interests and knowing that I was down for it. So then he goes, okay, well, let me get your number and then I'll, I'll text you and I'll see you when you're around if, if you want to do that. And I go, yeah, sure. So I gave him my number. And then before he leaves, he shakes my hand again, which I thought was kind of like, I think he was nervous. 
this? I'm like, why is this guy shaking my hand again? Like, we met, we talked. Like, why are you shaking my hand? But I guess it's like, I think it was good because I think it brings in, um, it brings in more physical contact, you know? And I think, like, no one's perfect. Everyone gets nervous. And believe me, like, even in this conversation, we were both, like, both of us were stuttering. And, like, I said something stupid at one point. And, like, just because it's that initial... It's that initial response to one another, right? So you're always going to have... I think, like, I always say something awkward the first time I talk to a guy. Like, every time. Like, I say something weird. Today, this guy said something to me, and I was like, yeah. And, like, (laughs) just, like, I said it like that. And then I didn't say anything after. And he was like, yeah, so blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Like, he restarted it. But, like, I had a brain fart. My brain just, like, turned off. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) I never even say that. But it was just... It's just funny how when... You know, you're kind of like put on the spot in a way when you're first, when you first start talking to someone. So I think like any possible way to make it, to make the approach more comforting is just taking it slow and taking it gradual, uh, like this guy did. So, so he did a really good job of just easing into it. And even before I asked my number, he didn't just go right in to ask my number. He like built more rapport. He built more connection. Like he found out our similarities and then he, he, you know, said he would be down to do something that he knew I was interested in. And then I affirmed it. And I said, yeah, we should also do this. So it was obvious, like, I would hang out with him. So at that point, so once again, he protected his his emotional state and he protected mine. I felt very at ease giving him my number. I felt very certain and sure. And it wasn't one of those, like, okay, I'll give him my number and then delete him as soon, or, like, ignore him as soon as he texts me. It was like, okay, like, yeah, that's, it just flowed. Like everything flowed very nicely. Um, once again, like his body language was very open. He was, he seemed very like content and happy. He didn't seem aggressive at all. He didn't seem like he was trying to prove himself at all. Most of the conversation was surrounding me, which I also liked. And I think men should take into consideration because I do believe most men have this habit of right away talking themselves up and then it comes off to women as bragging. So I think this guy did a really good job too of like keeping most of the questions and the conversation around me and my interests. Because think about it, guys, like if you make it about, if you're the one doing the approach and you make most of the conversation around her and her interests, then you get an idea of what she likes to do. And then if you like recommend that you guys do something together, then you could see her reaction based off that. And if it's something that sh- that you know she's into, then most likely she'll want to be like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Like, that's an interest of mine. You were listening. So that's kind of what happened with this guy, I would say, now that I'm thinking into it a little bit more. I felt like he listened to me, like he really heard me because everything I was saying, he then turned it into like an event for us to experience together. So it was like, yeah, I'm trying to get better at running and build my endurance. And he said, well, do you ever sprint? And I said, I love sprints. I do them on the beach. I used to do them on the beach and I really loved it. My body got in great shape. And he was like, yeah, mine too. I actually really love it too. And I said, yeah, I was like, I need help with running and you need help with stretching. And like, we made a joke about that. So it was like, at that point, it was just so clear that he heard me, that he knew what I was looking to do, what would make me happy, what makes my body feel good. So he took that and he turned it into an experience for the two of us. So see if that resonates with you or makes sense, because I think that was really smart what he did. Yeah, so now it's a matter of when he's going to text me. So that should be interesting of like how long he's going to wait to text me and what he says when he does text me. So I don't want to keep, I don't want to like make this personal, uh, this personal experience a whole 
public thing. But at the same time, I think he did a really great job. And even if he does find out about this, I think <laughs> he won't be necessarily, you know, angry or pissed. Uh, no one knows who he is anyway. But I did really appreciate that approach. And and I found it fascinating to see like which part of which parts of it made it so great and like why did I feel like it wasn't so great. And I wanted to share that with you guys and see if anything sparks your mind in terms of what you do, what you don't do, what could you what you can improve. So I just thought that was interesting and I wanted to help you guys um, with my female perspective storytelling. So hopefully that helps and that is today's episode. But like I said, if you guys are having trouble with this, if you're having a hard time feeling stuck in your head, maybe negative thoughts are consuming your mind, you're not able to feel good about yourself and confident, therefore you're not approaching women the right way, right? It all starts with you. If you're not feeling good about yourself as a man, you're not going to approach her in a way that makes her feel good about herself as a woman or at ease with herself. So if you're nervous, you have to think of her as a mirror. Think of women as a mirror. If you're nervous, you're going to make her nervous. By because whatever you're feeling inside is portrayed through your body language, and that's going to feed her the same emotion, the same feeling. That when you're around someone who's like, oh, fuck, 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 you're like, okay, stop, stop, don't worry, because you're making me nervous. We always say that, right? You're making me nervous because of the mirroring. So if you're stuck in this place where you don't know why you're always feeling anxious or why you're feeling guilty or why you're why everything has to be perfect all the time and you can't seem to figure out why that is, then give me a call because honestly, this is this is what I do. This is what I help men with is overcome those fears and overcome those those emotional blocks that are not that are not needed and don't have to be there and don't have to control your life. Because once you remove them, you'll realize the the man that you are. You'll realize who what the best version of you is and how to go about being that best version of you and approach women by being that best version of you. That's it, guys. I hope you have an amazing day. Kick ass today. Keep being awesome. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.